0: have
1: got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com. Future CEOs on Cliffcentral.com. Welcome to welcome to future CEOs here on Cliff Central. It's so good to be with you. It's a little bit soft. Let me adjust that a little bit. I hope everyone's hearing me loud and clear. Dr. DiMartini, can you hear me loud and clear? I can certainly hear you now. Excellent, and you're sounding great. Thank welcome you. to Future CEOs, everyone. Um, uh, unfortunately, Lubium Boyer. Arnold, our energy energizer bunny that's usually in the studio here with us is not with us today, but um I know that she's probably listening out there and we'll', we'll um, send us all her love in spirit and all of all of you her love in spirit um let's do our usual thing. Are you a future CEO? If you can say yes to that question, well then this is the show for you. What do we do here? We speak about all things uh, that are going to help you fast-track your career and help you grow your business. Really, uh, I think we we expressed it a little while ago. Is turn you into a little bit of a rocket ship. Because we know that that's what you want to be. What are we talking about today? Well, uh, in the the previous half hour, we were talking to an, an individual who really is, is now, in many cases or in many ways, the face of of startups and entrepreneurship in Britain. And I mean, he was aligned with Richard Branson, so a fantastic conversation. They started a watch brand. If you want to listen to that, go to cliffcentral.com. But this half hour, we are again joined by our friend Dr. Di Martini. Uh, it's really, really good to have you. I, I, I don't know if I want to call you. I know Louis says Dr. D. Are you comfortable with that, Dr. D? Dr. D. Dr. D. Martini. Either one. Well, welcome back. You you have been in South Africa for a few
0: days. You ran a session last night. Quickly tell us about that, please. Well, we had a lovely session about getting the most out of life, and about how to uh, maximize your achievement and your accomplishment on a daily basis to build momentum, so you can do something extraordinary with your life to make the difference that you truly desire to do. And we went over practical action steps that a person can do from prioritizing their daily actions to um, giving themselves permission to not worry about what other people think about their dreams, but just go after their dreams and go through the normal cycles of maybe ridicule opposition, mm. challenge until you achieve it, and then the very people that challenged you are the ones that are on track with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, very, very nice. I think that we may be able to sew a little bit
1: of that into the conversation. And so what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about free, the the high-cost Sometimes unseen, often unseen High cost of free And so just a little bit of context uh, As an example, there was a Fees must fall campaign that we've Just um, had to endure In South Africa, which, is, which turned very, In many cases violent there was, there was looting of shops during these Protests, which I think were originally Supposed to be uh, peaceful uh, when, when I say The high cost of free to you Dr. What, what do you what do you Hear and what do you think, what do you feel?
0: Well, uh, no matter what goes on, there's a cost. Mm. And a country can only grow to the degree of its productivity. Okay. And if an individual does not produce more than they cost, they're going to erode the economics of the country, Mm. socioeconomics. Mm. So the reality is that it costs money to do things. And in education, for instance, um, it costs money to have a building. It costs money to have teachers. It costs money to have each of the items that it takes to have an education, a quality education. Mm. And you'll pay more for a quality education. I,
1: and- I, I, I find it, I, I, just just very, very quickly, uh, what uh, just from a, a larger or macro perspective, certainly in South Africa, we have also have a, a, quite a small tax base. And so we, we're not having... A, of our population paying tax, we've got 20% of the population paying tax, and then that tax has to carry the entire country in all sorts of different areas, not just education. When you hear that, what do you think?
0: Um, Somewhat of an illusion that things need to be for free. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, I'd like to share a story. I had a gentleman that worked in my office many years ago, and I asked him, what does it cost for me to have you here working here? And his first response was his salary. His salary, yes. And he wrote that down. And I said, well, let's, let's, let's look deeper. Mm. What else does it cost to have you here? And he goes, oh, well, parking. I said, and continue. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, insurance. Sure. What insurances? There are three. And he added those up. And we just kept adding them up. Mm. And what else cost? Um, uh, bonuses. Okay. What else? Um, I can't think of any. I said, let's look again. You have space in this office Mm. and I said, you have an office of your own and that's about one tenth of the office. So we'll take this, we'll take the, the monthly, you know, cost of the, of the rent and how much is that is your portion? Oh yeah. Okay. So he added that. And then what about the desk and the depreciation on the desk? and then on the paper and on the pens and on the computer and on the telephone. And and I just went on and I had 139 different items listed. Mm. And as as he was doing this, he said, do I still have a job? I said, you always have a job as long as you produce more than you cost. More than the 139 items that are listed. And I told him, now on top of that, the gross business is this, The net is this. Mm. So there's a percentage of the gross business that goes to the net. And that's what the average is. And so you must be at least average or you're below average in your productivity. Mm. So we're gonna take the average, we're gonna stick that on top of that. And he goes, do I still have a job? And I said, "I said as long as you produce more than you cost. Mm. Now his idea and the difference between an owner and sometimes an employee is the difference in that understanding of the cost. Mm. The same thing in an educational, uh, setting, sometimes the student who has not yet been into the economic market yet does not really know all the cost. And the person that's running the educational institution, who is the owner of that, or the, at least the leader of that, knows those costs. Sure. And so they cannot, it's, it's completely delusional to think that you can have an educational system without somebody paying for it. Now, you may have taxes pay for that, but if you're in a country that has a small percentage of the tax basis, and nobody's even paying taxes. And z- almost zero growth. And, and as a result of that, um, somewhere, that's got, that money's got to come for that. Now, it could be private in donations. It could mm. be alumni donations. It could be um, people who have, have private enterprises that just want to fund it. Or there could be some taxes. But the reality is that that having transparency to the students is an education that they need for socioeconomic development. Mm. They need to know what the true costs are so they can then have to know where their leverage is. If there's truly a profit margin and there's money to be made, there's some some opportunities that you could then – you could look at that as a free this or free that. But if there is no money coming in, you can't run an educational institution. Um, I was in Botswana a few years ago, and I was asked by the educational department to, to talk to me, or to, to, to talk to the students, because they were expecting education for nothing, and they okay. were causing revolt and, and uh, kind of a revolution about that. And the educational said that when we had the mi- mining booming, we had tremendous monies in the coffers mm. to be able to afford uh, education. But what it did, is it set a precedent that now people expected something for nothing, yes. and they didn't understand the real true economics. While there was being resources producing an income, they could afford to have free education. The downside is it's robbing people of dignity, accountability, responsibility, and productivity of themselves to know that they want to pay for education. Now that's when you have a very strong socioeconomic difference and there's an income inequality across society, having an education can help level that sure. without a doubt. Sure but still that education cost. So you, find, you have to find a balance between uh, free or semi-free education and some sort of contribution. Maybe a person is going to school. Maybe they have a work ethic program where they actually do some of the work around the school to, to keep it yep, functioning yep. to help pay for the education. But somebody's going to have to pay for the education. So
1: you've gone to uh, almost naturally to where I want our conversation to go and that there is a, a a cost that is often unseen. So we can look at a balance sheet. We can look at the, the economics involved because the data is there and it's available. But what happens to an individual that is demanding things for free? What happens to a person that gets stuck in that kind of cycle? And you've spoken about there's a dignity that you may not be able to uh, enjoy after you've earned something, for example. Just uh, your thoughts there, because you, you went there quite naturally.
0: If you have a child and you give it everything at once, whenever it wants, every time it wants, you'll spoil the child. You'll make it juvenilly dependent. Yeah. It will not have an ambition because it'll have a false construct about how the world is set up. Mm-hmm. It'll go out there and expect the world to take care of it. And um, it won't have the drive. But if you have the child have uh, early accountabilities and responsibilities, not not too necessarily, but it's sure. in their teenage years at least, um, they become more entrepreneurial and they contribute and more job opportunities. So there's no doubt that building entrepreneurship is going to assist the society in growing economically. But if you get into the mood that, uh, well, I'm entitled and I expected and then people are doing it, you will rob yourself of incentive. You'll rob yourself of creativity. You'll rob yourself of opportunity. You'll rob yourself. When you get out of school, then what happens? Mm. You've never had any accountabilities. You just assume it was supposed to be taken care of. So I think it's wise to have some sort of incremental responsibility even in the educational system maybe according to income levels or some sort of a contribution. So you feel you've earned it and yeah. you will take your education, not for granted, you'll take your education and wisely apply it because when people pay for something, they treat it differently. I did an experiment many years ago with my kids. I noticed that if I just gave them money for Christmas or something, they would just blow their money really quickly. Sure. But if I said, this is what you did to earn the money this year. This is what your contribution was. And I'm now divvying up the family income to for your contribution. Mm. You worked in the yard. You did this thing. You kept your house clean. You helped uh, repair things. You helped cook. You helped do things. And you have earned this, and I'm giving you your portion. This is not a gift. It's a fair exchange. When they went out and took that money, they thought more deeply about what they were buying. They prioritized their purchases. They wanted to save a portion of it because they felt they earned it. Mm. And the the way you manage money, if it's given to you for nothing, you don't manage it the same as if you did something for it. So I'm a firm believer that it's wise to make sure people are accountable and have some degree of accountability for whatever they're doing. It leads to a greater socioeconomic outcome.
1: I I want to, and certainly in my head, it seems to make sense to tie this back into what you were doing last night during your session. Uh, I mean, there has to be a certain level of accountability when you want to push for something in your life uh, have you encountered individuals that are perhaps and I like the word spoiled if we if we really look at the word I mean you do spoil someone and you I mean a, a spoiled uh, piece of fruit for example is rotten you throw it away so if you spoil someone uh, then really they're useless are, are, are they not so, um, have you encountered people that I don't even want to use the word useless but at least it takes us to that extreme place where we can analyze it have you
0: encountered people like that absolutely i've i've uh uh this is a very interesting uh, case, an extreme case. I was in London, I was mm. consulting for a young man. Uh well, I guess it's not young to some people but young sure. to me. And uh, he was 43 years old. His father was one of the wealthiest people in London. Okay. And his father b- spoiled him mm. and gave him everything and didn't because his father came from a poverty situation and worked his way up and built a big company. Sure. The son, he just gave everything to the son and had this great lifestyle. Mm. The son was basically demanding and expecting from his father to give him the company. And he would have destroyed the company. Mm. And he was basically um, frustrated with his son because he had spoiled him so much that he wouldn't have any drive or ambition or anything else to be able to do it and he couldn't give him the company. Well, the, the son was revolting and causing all re- re- things. So he came to me and he says, so what do I do? He came there with me to a consult to try to figure out how to get his father to give him the whole company.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: And and it was interesting and I said, "Well, here's the deal. You're going to be paying me for a consult. I'm going to give you good advice. You're not going to like the advice." I said, "The wisest thing you could do is give all your money back to your father. Mm. Go to the basics of the company and start from the bottom." Work your way up minimum wage and work your way up to the top and earn the right to take that company. Mm. Your father will respect you. The employees will respect you. They'll see that you put the, the the elbow grease into it and you've earned the right for it. But otherwise, if you go there with an, an entitled position like that, your father's going to do what he's done, disown you. I
1: don't know how I would feel if someone said to me, look, give all your money back. <laughs> and start at the bottom, but there are lessons to be learned there. There, I I, I think even beyond just the respect that you might earn, there's going to be an understanding of the business, the intricacies of the business. There's
0: so much to it. If you work your way up, my my daughter is working all the way up through the company. My company. My son is doing it now. So So, I had to start from the bottom. Now, her income is doing really well today, mm. but she had to start from the basics. She knows the company inside out. My son is learning how to do that. He was a little on the spoiled side, just a tiny bit. He he had expectations, and I sat him down, and I said, son, I don't owe you anything. Mm. (laughs) You're now a young man. You are on your own. If you want to work and you want to get to something, you have to work your way up the game. And he's doing it. I saw a movie preview just the other
1: day with Denzel Washington, and the son comes up to him and says, "Some Dad, why don't you like me? And anyway, it goes on, on a little bit of a tangent, but the, the father says essentially the same thing. He says, understand who I am to you. I love you, but it doesn't mean I have to necessarily like you, and I don't want to go too far that way. But he says, you're in my home. You're, you do the things that I expect you to do, why because you 're earning your place in my home I know and I like that uh, let's let 's quickly talk about the emotion of or the emotional transition that happens between a, someone that 's perhaps in a spoiled position, um, getting to a place where they are now going to earn their way that 's a, that's a difficult place to to be and perhaps a difficult place to break through to. How do you do that so uh, let me one last thing. Uh, to, to bridge this I'm thinking of those individuals who are listening to this Who are in, a, in either a privileged position Or a not privileged position Who were part of the Fees Must Fall movement um, Who are saying no I don't agree with this That you guys are saying I don't agree that I'm going to be spoiled How do you, talk, how do you speak What do you say to someone like that
0: Grow up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah you have to be quite direct the, real, the, real, the reality of life is that you have accountabilities Yeah And uh, society cannot function on free it just doesn't work consistently. I mean, if everybody just expected something from nothing and the government was supposed to pay for it, the government has is only to the degree of it it taxes the people. And if it taxes the people and there's not enough taxes to pay for that, you have to face reality. I wouldn't want to depend on the government that way personally. Sure. I would want to be able to be self-sufficient. The fulfillment of self-sufficiency is worth the effort. Mm, the fulfillment yeah, nice. of self-sufficiency. Uh, my daughter is now. Uh, she runs our our fashion company, and she's just got an opportunity to do some work with uh, Lady Gaga and very then Beyonce. Very nice. Very nice. And she's very, very inspired by it. And she's worked her butt off for the last five to six years, and she's earned it. Mm. And uh, and I'm inspired by her doing it. And I've told her that, you know, I, I weaned her off gradually. I'm I believe if you're in a very spoiled position, you deserve a weaning because yeah. whoever put you in that position is the one that deserves to wean you from that Absolutely. position. They need to put the accountabilities on you and care enough about you to make sure you do that. And slowly but surely, that's what I do with my daughter. I've done it with all of them, and they're becoming autonomous. Mm. And they appreciate and love me more by doing that than they will if they're all of a sudden dependent on me.
1: Yeah, there was some pain in the beginning, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm certain. Sure. I'm certain. But the, the, long, the long run is that there isn't a different kind of feeling, a different kind of emotion attached to it. Let's quickly go to uh, – Something that we can all relate to, uh, and maybe we can equate it this way. There's a, a big difference between socialism and capitalism. In South Africa, specifically, we we live in a this world where there's there's a, a, a tension between the two. On the one hand, we have a government that is, in very in many ways, a socialist government. They they want to be providing things in a certain kind of way and expect. Uh, a certain kind of citizen to be at the heart of that, but in the other, uh, other on the other hand, they're capitalists. They're running businesses, and but it's, it's a little bit hypocritical, a little bit contradictory. What are you, what are your thoughts around socialism, capitalism, the balance between the two? Well, there has to be a balance.
0: Socialism to the extreme is, I want everything for free. You take care of me capitalistic to probably the extreme and screw you, I'm gonna compete with you and I'm gonna beat you out of the business. Yep. You find a balance. You, just like you have a male and a female energy and you have a masculine and feminine energy, not necessarily male and females, but masculine and sure. feminine energy, sure. they're necessary. Ones to take care of the kids, they do not working maybe initially. And the parents uh, are providing for the, but eventually the kids have to grow up and take on accountabilities. So there's a there is an essential component to care enough about humanity to meet the needs of humanity on average, in most, even in ant beds, there's 7% unemployment. Okay, interesting. Yeah, even in ant beds. Uh, so in human beings, there's about a 5 to 7%, sometimes 10% unemployment that's just because of old age and just because of youth sure. and because of infirmaries. Those are real. That socialistic component needs to be accounted for or you have a kind of a non-humanity kind of thinking. But it's just, you can't just say, well, you know, you can't produce, die out, and we're just going to have only productive people. You can't go to that mm, extreme. Mm. But at the other time, you can't go to the other uh, other side. The best thing to do is to actually look at the facts, look at the figures, look at the numbers, and look at what's fair, because you need capitalism to drive competitiveness, and you need socialism to make sure that there's a standard. Mm. Finding that balance is the that every country has to face. And the greater the income inequality, the more those are polarized, the more like you have you know terroristic kind of responses and yep. revolutions, yep. and and people you know giving up. So you have to find it and you have to build a middle class. A middle class is sustained by fair exchange. The fair exchange mm-hmm. is the most significant things. There's a, there's a built-in mechanism inside the human being. If I went to you and I said, you're always nice, you're never mean, you're always kind, you're never cruel, you're always giving, you're never taking, you're always generous, you're never stimulating. Sounds great. You, you, but there's a part of you that feels, eh, it's not true. Sure. If I went to, you're always taking, you're never giving, you're always cruel, you're never mean, nice, you're always uh, negative, you're never positive, mm. your you're, you're thermostat inside would tell, no, that's not true either. <laughs> sure, sure. But if I said, there's times when you're nice, and there's times when you're mean, there's times when you're kind, you'd, you'd have a, you would mind would go, yep, that's true. We have a built-in thermostat for equanimity mm. and a built-in thermostat for equity. And equity means fair exchange, and fair exchange means according to the services that you provide, fair compensation. And so I believe that the person who's in socialistic constructs, if they're capable of doing something, it's wiser for you to encourage them to become accountable and to take on their own dignity and responsibility and productivity and accountability. They will thank you in the long run. I just think, uh, I, and I'm putting myself in the
1: shoes of these young people, and I just think to myself, would, what would I say to my children? How would I treat my children? Uh, what would I do? Uh, in a situation where my children were behaving like this. And, and what you say rings true then. I, I can't help but think, no, I don't want to give them everything. They must earn things. That There must be a, a little bit of sweat and blood
0: and tears. When I had – my daughter was 16, I believe, at the time. I sat her down at a restaurant one time, and she said – Daddy, you're old-fashioned. I said, why? Mm. I said, because every one of my friends, they got a BMW. They got uh, American Express Centurion cards. They go yeah. shopping. They get this and that. And I said, I said, so what I'm hearing is that you'd like a new dad. And she goes, well, <laughs> no, I want you to be like these other dads. And I said, well, let me explain something. Let's take the girlfriend that you have right now that's got three BMWs, three BMWs, three car accidents. She's got a messed-up neck right now. Mm. She's got a spoiled little thing, and she's a prima donna. And uh, she's a high-maintenance person. Is that really what you want? She says, well, I never thought about that way. I said, let me explain something to you. Don't ever come to your dad again expecting something for nothing. Mm. It's not gonna happen. I have to care enough about you to make you accountable. Mm. I said, come to me and say, Dad, I would like to have some money to buy something. And then, but don't come for free. Come and say, what can I do to earn that? What can Very I do nice. to earn it? You have some, you have, uh, from being in the family, you have some because you're, you're, you're just now able to work. But once you're able to work, don't come for nothing, come for something. Well, she said, well, do you have any things I can do for you in the office? And I said, I have some writing and some editing and some things you can do. Can I do that? That was the change that day was the turning point for her to become an entrepreneur. Mm, no, fantastic. And and she is now running a, a beautiful company because of that day.
1: I like that. I like that link. And um, I think maybe let, let's take 30 seconds and just talk about it for, for literally 30 seconds. The the link between an entrepreneur, a business person, and the, this idea that um, an entrepreneur understands that there's a, a fair exchange of value or at least a as close as possible for exchange of value for um, for them to become entrepreneurs?
0: Well, the people that have been over-supported, over-protected, and had too easy a life will end up working for other people. There the people that, have, nice. that, that faced challenges, had accountabilities, had responsibilities, and had to solve problems, they're the entrepreneur.
1: Very, very right. One nice.
0: will go probably working for other people and be dependent on others, which is not bad or good, but it's just society will need workers. hmm um, but there will be the leaders that will be the people that tackle the challenge.
1: Well, there you go, Dr. Di Martini, John Di Martini, telling you that, well, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you, you have to be out there and um, doing what you need to do in order to earn what you want to earn. Very, very nice.
0: Every day, fill your day with challenges that inspire you and watch what happens with your life.
1: Fantastic. We have to end there. I'm, I'm afraid, Dr. Martini. thank you for being in studio with future CEOs again. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right, we're going to be back same time, same place next week. We hope that you uh, enjoy your week. We hope that you've, you take some lessons from this conversation and uh, really fill your life with with dignity, self-respect, uh, but then also some accountability as well. We will see you after this.
0: Cliffcentral.com.